Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 3. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Write this down, if you will. Deuteronomy chapter 34, Deuteronomy 34, verse 7, you can look it up in your own time, but it tells us that Moses lived 120 years and then he died. Moses lived 120 years and then he died. As you look at his life, give me your attention if you will, as you look at the life of Moses, his life can be divided into three 40-year episodes. Into three 40-year episodes. The first 40 years was spent in Egypt becoming somebody. You know the story, if you've been with us, Moses was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter and raised in the culture and the learning of Egypt. He was well-liked, well-trained, He was the rising star, and he looked like the golden boy in the Egyptian society. He spent the first 40 years becoming a somebody, as a somebody. He spends the next 40 years in the desert becoming a nobody. Hey, you can write that down. A somebody to a nobody for the next 40 years. During these 40 years... He's in the desert. Moses was stripped of self-confidence. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. He was stripped of self-confidence. He was stripped of his own ideas. He was learning as he was in the desert to trust and to serve God in those 40 years. And in the last 40 years of Moses' life, he was spent learning to be a model for everybody. He goes from a somebody to a nobody And now he's a model in that last 40 years. He's a model for everybody because he learned how to trust God. And he learned something. Saints, listen to me closely. He learned something that we all must learn. This is Christianity 101. It is not about you. Somebody say amen. Amen. I spent all day on that. We just don't get it. And when we become a Christian, you know, we think that it really is all about us. And then it seems interesting because as we get older in the Lord and as we grow in the Lord, for some reason, things seem to become more about us. And for some reason, the older we get in the Lord, instead of becoming humble, we we become prideful. And now it's just all about you. When in fact, listen, when you come to Christ and you walk with Jesus, and you learn who God really is, Christianity 101, you learn this. It is not about you. 
And Moses spent 40 years learning it wasn't about him. I would imagine if he had known that song we just sang, Lord, reign in me, reign in your power over all my dreams in my darkest hour, I would bet you Moses would have been singing that song for 40 years, going around in that desert, y'all. Leading them stubborn, hard-headed sheep. God says we're the sheep of his pasture. That's not a compliment. Sheep are dumb. Sheep stink. Don't say amen. He, he would say, Lord, reign in me. He learned that in those last 40 years. He goes from a somebody in those first 40 years and those second 40 years to a nobody. And now he's a model for everybody. Were you with us? Last time we gathered together, there was weeping and wailing. And uh, among the families in Egypt, you know the story if you were with us. And the soldiers were casting hundreds of little boys in the Nile River. And, and remember Moses' mom, her name was Jacobid. Remember her? She, her, her, her? she was trying to hide Moses from, from, from the Pharaoh because the Pharaoh wanted all the little boys to be killed. And so she made her plans, we talked about, and she said her prayers, and she put Moses in the ark, and she sent him sailing down the Nile River. Well, as God would have it, Pharaoh's daughter, you know the story, it's a great story. She takes Moses out of the ark, and she raised him as her own and, and, and she got Moses' mother to nurse him. Wasn't that great? And she got paid to nurse her kids. She got paid to take care of her kids. With the God, we get paid to take care of our kids. And she got paid. It was like a government-subsidized program, you know. She got, her, got the baby out, got Moses, and gave him back to his mom, and his mother actually did raise him. You know the story. Well, Moses is brought up in the house of Pharaoh. And at the age of 40, something began to stir in him. You might remember it's in Acts chapter 7. You might want to write that down in Acts chapter 7. And in, and in Hebrews chapter 11, something stirred in him. And he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing to suffer affliction with God's people, considering the suffering to be greater treasure than anything he could get in Egypt. So it was at the age of 40 that Moses sees an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. And he looked this way, the Bible says, and he looked that way, and the coast was clear, and he killed the Egyptian, and he buried him. And when Pharaoh heard about it, he sought to kill Moses. And Moses is on the run, and he runs to Midian. He runs to Midian. That's where we pick up our story tonight in Exodus chapter 3. Look at verse 1, saints. If you're there, say amen. amen. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert. Underline that. And he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. That's Mount Sinai, where the law was given. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. And so he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. And then Moses said in verse 3, I will now turn aside and see. Saints, underline that, highlight it, remember it. I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. And so when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called him 
from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. And then he said, do not draw near to this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is what saints? Holy ground. Moreover, in verse six, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. Stop right there. Give me your attention, if you will. Verse 1 begins the last 40 years in the life of Moses. And, and Moses has been tending sheep for 40 years. Now keep in mind, you want to keep this in mind, that for Moses, this day, the day in which he sees the burning bush, is an ordinary day for Moses. It's just like any other day. For shepherd Moses... It was the same old boring routine, the same bleeding of the sheep, the same cleaning of the sheep, the same sights, the same sand, the same bushes, the same leading, going to the same pastures with a group of sheep that he was leading. So he's leading this flock on an ordinary day. He's walking and he's thinking, but this particular day, Moses finds himself on the backside of the desert. Now, listen to me closely here. Moses is a shepherd, and he has become the very thing that he despised. What do you mean, Rodney? Well, it's in Genesis chapter 34. I want you to read that in your own time, but pardon me, Genesis 43. Joseph's brother, perhaps you know the story, Joseph's brother came to, came to visit with him, and they're having this meeting, and it was lunchtime. And the Bible says that these Egyptian servants, they came and they sat the brothers at one table, and they sat, watch this, Joseph at another table, at a separate table, because shepherds at that time was considered an abomination to Egyptians. So here we have now, Moses is now doing the thing that he probably at one point in his life said, I will never do. Saints, never say never. That's what we learn from that. Oh, those shepherds. Remember, he was brought up in the house of Pharaoh as an Egyptian. Wouldn't have anything to do with shepherds. And now Moses is doing the very same thing that I'm confident he said he'd never do. He is now leading sheep. And God leads him to the backside of the desert. And it is on the backside of this desert that Moses is going to learn some very valuable lessons. Now, it does seem, listen, that we have been on Sundays and Wednesdays. Have you noticed? I think it's just a God thing. That we have been talking about this whole Christian experience of being on the backside of the desert. We've been talking about it on Sunday mornings. We've been talking about it on Wednesday nights. And it seems that that's just what the Lord is saying to our church and saying to our body of people. That listen, I'm not going to rehearse it tonight for you, but you know. If you are going to walk with God and be used by God and be prepared by God, you are going to have to spend some time getting your D.D. Remember what a DD is? What did I tell you? It's a doctrine of the desert. You know that. You thought it was a doctrine in divinity. No, the doctrine of the desert. You're going to have to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with God. 
You're going to have to take Watching Sand Blow 101 in school. Learning, listening, being prepared by God in the desert. Remember we talked about isolation brings what, saints? Revelation. Isolation brings what? Revelation. See, God many times will just get you aside because he's got to isolate you because he has a word for you and he has a plan for you. And so isolation brings revelation. So the important thing is not to despise the times in the desert. Saints, listen, don't despise those times. And I'm sure that Moses at some point or another was about sick of those sheep, like any pastor. I mean, same sheep, same thing every single day. But you know what? Those times in the desert for Moses, those times in the desert for pastors, those times in the desert for you and for me are good times. Don't despise those times in the desert. Why? Three things I'm going to give you. Why you shouldn't despise those times in the desert. Here is where you might want to pick up and take some notes. Three things. Don't despise those times in the desert. Number one, if you're taking notes, because the desert, listen close while you're right. The desert is the place of reality. The desert is the place of reality. The desert is the place to get real. (laughs) The desert is the place to get real. It's in the desert that you learn that it's not all about you. Now say amen. That's where you learn that it's not about you. See, the desert is the place to get real. It's in the desert that God strips you of self-confidence and self-dependency. It's in the desert that your motives for ministry, watch this, that your motives for ministry are revealed. It's in the desert. You find out really, why are you in ministry? Are you in ministry because there's an audience of people? Or when nobody's watching and nobody's around, it's in those desert, isolated type experiences that you say, you know what, God? Hey, nobody's applauding me. Nobody's thanking me. I'm serving the Lord hard and nobody's thanking me. But God, nobody ever has to thank me because I do what I do for you, Lord. You understand, see, when you get in ministry, and and I think this is the, 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 the danger of ministry and especially ministry up here. I'm not talking about the ministry of cleaning the toilets because nobody ever sees you. Nobody ever cares. All people care about is that the toilets are clean. Amen. And, and, and nobody ever cares about that. But like up here, when people see you and you, oh, you're so wonderful. Oh, oh, Marvin. That was, oh, the worship. Oh, 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 my goodness. It just moved me. Steve. Oh, the worship was just, oh, 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 Steve. Worship person. Oh, yeah. Oh, Pastor Rodney, Pastor Johnny, Pastor Charles, Pastor Stephen. Oh, the teaching was so awesome. See, when the audience is there, it's easy to serve the Lord. But when you get in those desert-like experiences and maybe nobody's thanking you for what you do for the kingdom, then we see where your heart really is. Then we see if you really are in ministry, are you really willing to serve the Lord and be real and serve the Lord because of who God is, not because of the applause of the people. Because I'll tell you something, 
after a while in ministry, after a while, people will stop applauding you and people will stop telling you how wonderful you are and all of these kinds of things. That, that stuff, will, and you know what, it'll get old after a while. But will you serve God even when people don't applaud you? Will you serve God when you're in those desert-like experiences? Why are you in ministry? Why do you do what you do? What are your motives? The desert experiences will cause you to get real about your motives in ministry. And I have seen so many, many people fall by the wayside because their motives weren't right. And that was revealed when people stopped thanking them. Or people, you know, or, you know, well, Pastor Ronnie used to like hang out with me and other pastors used to say hi to me, hang out with me and all this stuff. Now, there's so many people coming to church, they don't even talk to me no more. It's like, darn those people. It's like, well, you are one of those people. Well, all those people are getting in my way. People have this kind of mentality. You see? So when there's an isolated experience or you feel like you're in the desert for ministry, are you willing to serve the Lord and just be real? The the, the, The backside of the desert will reveal that. Moses had to get real in the desert and realize that it's not all about me. Secondly, don't despise the desert experiences because it is a still place. S-T-I-L-L place. It is a still place. When you're in the desert, listen, it's not busy. No cell phones, no beepers, no blackberries, no laptops. No Nintendo, no PlayStation, no X-Man, not, none of that stuff. No PlayStation, no, no X? Box. I'd like to have one of those, actually. It's not, it's not all cluttered with those things in life. It's just you and it's God. It reminds me of Psalm 46, verse 10. It says, what? Be still and know that I am who, saints? God. I love that verse. You see, it's a blessing just to slow down sometime and be still and know that God is God. Just slow down and be still. You know, it reminds me of a story I recently read. And this is a true story. In a newspaper in Tacoma, Washington, and it carried, listen, this story about Tattoo, the Basset Hound. Tattoo didn't intend to go for an evening run, but when his owner shut his leash in the door, in the car door, and took off with Tattoo still outside the vehicle, he had no choice. A motorcycle officer named Terry Filbert noticed a passing vehicle with something that appeared to be dragging behind it. As he passed the vehicle, he saw the object was a basset hound on a leash. Officer Filbert described what he saw. He was picking them up and putting them down as fast as he could. (laughs) Speaking of Tattoo's feet, he chased the car to a stop and Tattoo was rescued but not before the dog reached a speed of 25 miles per hour and he rolled over several times. The dog was fine, but asked not to go out for an evening walk for a long time. (laughs) And sometime in life, isn't it true, 
that sometime in life, I don't know about you, but, but I feel like I'm just picking them up and putting them down, picking them up and putting them down, picking them up and putting them down. You know, God says sometime, okay, time out. Let's go into the desert for a time out. Let's be still. Don't despise the desert experience. Thirdly, if you're still tracking with me, don't despise a desert experience because it's a quiet place. It's a quiet place. No distractions. In the desert, everything gets reduced to you and God. Everything. This is the place that you can really hear from God. Saints, that's why when we have retreats, it's good to go on them. Have you ever been on a retreat and you get away, isn't it amazing how you hear from God on a retreat? And, and, and oftentimes, you know, we go on a retreat and go, oh, God really spoke. Oh, God really spoke. Oh, man, we were up in the mountains and God really, really spoke. Well, listen, I don't think God spoke, wanted to speak any different at a retreat than he does with you here. The problem is when you're here, the cell phone, the Blackberry, the X-Man, I mean Xbox, all of that stuff gets all of your attention and God is trying to yell, but that stuff is so loud you can't hear him. God doesn't speak any different than when you're, when you're on a retreat. You think, oh, this was so wonderful. God spoke and God is up in the mountains. God is not up in the mountains. God dwells in the midst of his people. Amen, saints? And What we need to do is be still, be quiet, get in a quiet place, and hear from God. So don't despise the desert places because they're good, they're important, and there are things that you can hear and learn in the desert that you can't learn in Egypt, that you can't learn in Club Med or any other place. That's why we're not to despise the desert. And here's the best thing about the desert. You ready for this? The best thing about the desert is God is there. That's the best thing about it. God is in the desert with you, just like he's with Moses. So Moses is on the backside of the desert. And notice in your Bibles, we just read it. The angel of the Lord showed up. Look at verse 2, the angel of the Lord. Saints, we call that a Christophany. A Christophany. What's a Christophany? That's the word for the day. That's the, an appearance of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. An appearance, notice, the capital A, angel of the Lord. An appearance of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. So the Bible says that the angel shows up in a flame of fire, in a bush. But the bush was not consumed. And Moses says, I'm going to move in a little closer. Notice in verse 4. When he turned to see, God called him from the midst of the bush, which tells us, saints, watch this, that the angel of the Lord is God. Look at it again. Verse 2 tells us the angel of the Lord. You see it? Say amen. Amen. And then in verse 4, it says, so when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called him from the midst of the bush. We learn right there, the angel of the Lord is God. God said, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am. I wonder if Moses thought at that point, I cannot believe I'm talking to a bush. (laughs) I can't believe it. Moses said, here I am. 
And this must have been pretty shocking for Moses. I mean, think about it. It's strange enough to see a bush on fire, and it's even stranger when the bush knows your name. He said, Moses, Moses, that's interesting to me. Now, listen, you can't miss this because, you know, you know, here's something for you. Did you note this? It was when Moses turned aside to see, that's when God spoke. Did you notice that, saints? When Moses turned aside to see, that's when God spoke. Saints, listen, I can't tell you how many times I've spoken to people and they say, Rodney, I really want to know God more. I really want to know God more. And I say, well, well, great. You can know as much about God as you choose to. Hey, you, you know, I haven't seen you in church lately. Hey, come to church. Come on Wednesday night. And they say, well, you know, Wednesday night, you know, I, can, I can't, can't come on Wednesday night. I watch American Idol. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.